followed by the authentic Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Not the Da'if Hadith in which you can find any kind of nonsense. But the Sahih. Is that good? It says it's okay. Okay. Makes me mad because he is the best figure. No, I'm not. وَمَا يَنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَىٰ He does not speak of his own accord. It is nothing but a communication communicated from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so that's the sunnah. Now, a lot of people stop there. Quran and sunnah, Quran and sunnah. Unfortunately, you can find many people claiming Quran and sunnah. In fact, most of the Sufis, except some of them who reject the sunnah, uh, but in fact, they're lying, and they are not upon the Quran and the Sunnah and its ramifications. So we need the third thing, and the third thing is found in the Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who said, "The best of all mankind are my generation, then those who come after them, then, th- then those who come after them." So the Prophet sallam told us. I think everybody else can hear. Islam, you can't hear. Is everybody else still hearing? Yeah. I'm seeing green dust. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, maybe it's gone. Sometimes it's Anyway, the Prophet informed us that there will never be a better generation than those three, which are the Sahaba, the Tabi'in, and the Tabi'in. That's why you hear those three terms all the time. Uh, you could go on, Tabi'in, but we don't usually go on because the Prophet told us that those three I'm not going to get it. Are the best generations ever. So, when we, once we locate the Quran and its correct tafsir and the authentic hadith, and we manage to weed out the, the weak ones and get reliable commentaries from scholars of the Salaf, if there's any ambiguity in those hadith, we'll have the first two sources. But if we still have ambiguity or dispute or people talking about, you know, mysteries in the Qur'an, or visiting the dead people and making dua in their name, and all this kind of thing. We look to what? We look to the understanding and the practice, the belief and the practice of those generations. Not, not every single one of them. I'm not saying that there was no corrupt individual for three generations. No, that's not the case. But those generations in general, and of course the, the well-known, and the specifically endorsed among them. There were ten among the Sahaba, the Prophet told them they were going to paradise. In fact, there may be actually more, but there's ten main ones. <coughs> this is very interesting because when the fitna happened between um, between uh, Aisha and Ali Muawiyah, there was one of those ten fighting on each side of that battle. And that's how we know that we as Muslims, even though we know that Ali was closer to the truth than his opponent, <coughs> it's not our business or our right to condemn any of them. Because of those two individuals, we know that both of those sides were sincere, although one of them was mistaken. All right? So it's absolutely unacceptable in Islam to take one of those two sides and condemn the other side and say that this person was fat and he was an enemy of Islam, etc., etc. Absolutely not. We also have the Khulafa Rashidun, four, first four Khulafa. How do we know about that? Because the Prophet ﷺ said the approximate meaning of the hadith that this nation will be in the right way for 30 years. 30 years, give or take a little, is the period of those four khulafat. We didn't just make that up ourselves, you know. We Sunnis didn't make that up to, you know, to get back into Shia or something like that. This is from Rasulullah. Because he said this nation will be right for 30 years. And that is the 30 years. 
Also, there is the first two in particular, which is Abu Bakr and Omar. In case somebody got confused by the Shia and thought, well, I like the four, but I really only like Ali. Uh, no. The first two are the, the superior among those four. Because the Prophet Sallallahu said in the sound Sahih Hadith, He said, follow the example of the two who follow me, or who come after me is the meaning, Abu Bakr and Omar. So we have been told to emulate these two in particular among those three gen- of that generation, which is among those three, three generations, which is among those four Khulafa Rashidun. So it's very simple to understand whatever we don't find in those generations uh, in the area of Ibadah, because there is nothing new under the sun in Ibadah. I'm not saying that, you know, somebody came up with a new business contract, we can't, oh, you can't do that because the Sahaba didn't do it. That's another long story, but, but that's misplaced. But in the area of Ibadah, anything involving the unseen, for example, to say, you know, oh, well, we believe that the dead person in the grave can do such and such, or can hear such and such, or can help me, oh, well, oh, well. This is all unseen. There's no way to know that except through Allah's messengers, through the process of divine communication. So it cannot appear after the departure of Allah's final messenger to mankind. So anybody that comes up with new beliefs, uh, and by beliefs I mean things that involve the unseen, uh, I don't mean somebody's belief that uh, asphalt is better than concrete, but, you know, something involving Allah or the hereafter or any of the unseen, it's completely unacceptable. Anybody coming with any act of ibadah, and any act of ibadah means anything which has, let me figure out how to say this in English, a religious intention, okay? In Arabic we say uh, that with which uh, the pleasure of Allah is sought, or that with which closeness to Allah is sought. So it's a broad definition. So if Muslims say, okay, uh, we think the Prophet may have been born on the 9th or the 13th or the 14th or something of Shaban or whatever month it was, Rabi al-Awwal, I guess, Let's all go to the masjid and remember Rasulullah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable because, uh, unacceptable because the Prophet would have thought of this. And he didn't. And it's deen. Okay? It's not road building. It's not engineering. It's deen. If you go to the masjid, you appoint a certain night to go to the masjid, uh, based on this type of an event, then this is deen. Now that's not the same as saying, you know what, let's have a class in the masjid, what's best for everybody? Okay, I think Wednesday's good, let's have a... No, I'm not saying that's a good idea, that's fine. Because a halafa in the masjid with the wings of the angels coming down over you, this is a good deed at any time. And if you just get together and decide on Wednesday for convenience or for whatever, alhamdulillah, nobody can say that's good Because this is ugly, this is, this is part of the Islam. Kids get in the masjid to learn Allah's work and to learn the deen. But that's not the same thing words. And if the people who call themselves Sufis, I think that's what I drop off. Because of what this word includes. Now, I'm not saying every single person who says, I'm Sufi, is a, is a mushrik or a muqtada. That's not the case. But, Rasulullah, and where any doubt or difficulty or ambiguity remains, then it is the understanding, the practice, and the aqidah of those three generations praised by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it's really time for Isha here so inshallah I have to go perhaps I'll take back in later. Assalamu alaikum.